Rolling. Check. Check. Is the check good? Peanut. <laughs> the Iron Mask had a banana phone. What's that from? Anchorman. Oh. <laughs> That's not from Anchorman. I was ad-libbing, but it's kind of the same thing. Or the Human Torch. From Fantastic Four? Have you seen Anchorman? Yeah. The Human Torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that one I remember. <laughs> Alright, Latif. What are we talking about? We're announcing the film. Dun -dun -dun. That was a nice cue. That's all I got. I like it. Yeah, I should do it more often. No. <laughs> like, I like it. Don't do it again. So yeah, we're gonna announce our movie now. It's time. And it's done. And we screamed it. Screamed it. Screened it. On Friday. On Friday. Just two days ago. Yeah. So two movies screened for the first time on Friday. One was Avengers Endgame. <laughs> kind of, you know, missable. Yeah. I'd say. And then ours to just our cast and crew. Which, if you missed, you're going to shiver. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you might as well just give up. <laughs> if you missed that one. So, yeah. The movie is done. Post-production is finished. It was very hectic at the end. But we got it done. It wasn't that hectic. No. No, I mean, we we did it, and mm. yes, there was... A, I mean, on my end, I don't know yeah. how you felt, but for me, it was like, yeah, we got to export, and I got to this and that. Mm. But then there's been other projects where the post, like, nearing a deadline, was just like, dear God, <laughs> how am I going to do this? You want to do what? <laughs> Seven versions? What? <laughs> and this one was just like, yeah, I just changed this. It's like, sweet. <laughs> it's pretty smooth. <clears throat> I think it was a little hairier for me just because I was dealing with the color grading you were doing. Yeah. Everything sound related. And, and then graphics and graphics dealing with the composer. True. So there was there was a lot going on in that last week. I remember everyone at work was like, You look terrible <laughs> And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, well I feel terrible. <laughs> I need something to bite. <laughs> Immediately. Like a leather belt. Um, but yeah, the movie's done, so we're going to talk about it a little. A little. Uh, I guess first, start with the title. What should we start with? Should we, should we start, with, start with the story of the title? Because we changed sure. it like near the end of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because I remember when we were talking about the idea of the film, you are like, what should we call the movie? And then we had the same thing like, you know, with film craft, we're just, like, throwing shit out there. Mm -hmm. And eventually I was like, I know what we should call it. And I said, Popsicle. Yeah. And then I told you the metaphor of why yeah. we should call it that. And then over time, it just kind of stuck. And everyone's yeah. like, we love it. It's such a great name. And I was like, perfect. And we're, like, super excited. Mm -hmm. And it turns out Popsicle is a trademarked name. Yeah. And there's no way we could use it. No. Because, uh, fun fact, Popsicle is a brand name. Yeah. The actual... Ice Treat is an Ice Pop. Which is a very dumb movie name. Yeah, do not name your movie Ice Pop. <laughs> so we thought, well, that's done. Let's yeah. figure something out. And it took us 
That was a hard one to year. take too, because that was a really good title for I know. made. If you know, kind of looks like the movie and mm-hmm. has a nice kind of flavor to it. I yeah. thought popsicles feels indie. And then it's just like, oh, you can't use it because corporate America hates you. Yep. <laughs> it's like okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that just for a little bit. So we had the name Popsicle, and basically what it came down to is we had two choices. We could change the name of the movie, which we ultimately ended up doing, or we could risk it, name the movie that, and then open ourselves to lawsuits. That kind of. Kind of. If Basically, it would be you would name the movie Popsicle and then put it out there. And if Popsicle decided they had a problem with it, they'd come after you. If they didn't, they wouldn't. Yeah. But we have no way of knowing what they would do. No. There's some explicit content in our movies, so I'm sure that wouldn't help. That's not related with the Popsicle brand. <laughs> there's <laughs> some... Meet their family There's from. a different kind of sucking in the movie. Oh. oh. <laughs> that maybe the brand might not approve of. It's not the kind of sucking we like. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's not a flavored treat. <laughs> Like no, sir. This is an adult film. <laughs> Just to clarify, it is not an adult film. Yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't want to leave ourselves open to lawsuits, so we spent a long time brainstorming new names. There were yeah. tons of them too. Yeah. How long do you think we spent? Like nine months trying to get a name. Uh, yeah. I think like once we got into post and we were just talking about it. Hmm. And then eventually it was like, yeah, all right, let's find another one. And we just, like, kept going back and forth until, like, finally you came up with something that you felt. Yeah. You know what's funny is the name we ended up going with, I had pitched a variant of that, Mm -hmm. like, a year ago. And I remember everyone hated it. (laughs) (laughs) And then I changed, like... One word? I, I I made two, two words, one word. And everyone was like, that's a really strong title. It's like, wow. All so, right, cool. <laughs> it's a simple adjustments that can go a mile. Yep. Uh, so what we ended up naming the movie What We Don't Say. Wait, we don't say what? It's like, no. <laughs> Everyone's like, what's going on? The movie has no title. And the movie's called... What We Don't Say. That's the name. Yes. Yes, it is. And the one I pitched originally was The Things We Don't Say. Everyone was like, no, it's a stupid title. You should name it that. <laughs> and Who then said that? I pitched it at a table read, I think. And I remember... It's not a good reception. I said it and everyone just kind of looked at me like I was hitting my head against the wall. And I was like, oh, I guess no one likes that one. <laughs> the reaction was, cool, man. And you're like, damn it. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> So yeah, it's called What We Don't Say, and it is a love story. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, the reason I think that What We Don't Say fits so well is this movie is largely about that. It's about people, you follow two people, meet and fall in love, but when they meet, we immediately set up that this is not going to last forever the female in the love equation is leaving very shortly so basically the whole thing is you watch them fall in love and wonder is she gonna go or not and we really tried to write it about most love stories 
I don't want to say rom-com, but I'll throw rom-com in the same category. People just say, here's how I feel all the time. Mm -hmm. Humans don't do that that often. (laughs) No, they're very guarded and and afraid to be vulnerable. Yeah, we spend a lot of time dancing around the point and trying to deflect. So there's a lot of that in this movie. Mm -hmm. A lot. A lot of it. And yeah, it really became a movie of reading between the lines and putting a little bit of faith in the audience almost like that they'll know what we're talking about even if the characters aren't directly saying it because I think a lot of people have gone through what the people in this movie are going through so I think through it being relatable they'll be able to figure out the emotion and feeling of what's going on yeah yeah and so there's, yeah there's a lot of I think relatable kind of points and moments and themes in the in the movie because you know it's an approach to kind of like a the modern dating ritual that people go through today mm-hmm. but it's done in a very um how do you say unbiased way like we're mm-hmm. not approaching it like oh we think this is dumb and blah 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 it's more like yeah, we, we just kind of let people go through what we think they would yeah we don't really pass judgment on anything in no. the movie I think there's a lot of films or a lot of attempts at films that involve technology where that's kind of like you know aggressive against it but yeah. this is more like online dating is bad <clears throat> this yeah. is bad that is bad and I think like from the start we didn't want to do that it was more mm-hmm. like how do we show what the kind of general um status is with all that stuff and and how do we make it feel real and believable yeah and relatable but not in a way that makes you feel like an idiot yeah definitely because like everyone participates in it in some way so yeah we talked a lot or we have talked a lot about Richard Linklater on the podcast now he has a very like minimal plot to pretty much all of his movies but it's always very grounded and like Almost like you're watching real life. I don't think this movie is exactly that, but mm-hmm. it borrows a lot from that in the sense that, like you said, it doesn't pass judgment onto anything. We try not to tell you what's good, what's bad. We just show you a moment in these characters' lives and what they go through is very human and I think very relatable. I mean, when we screened it uh, Friday night, people were crying by the end of it. So I think... It would be... Hopefully, could you imagine if they were crying because it was so bad? <laughs> I can't believe I'm part of this. <laughs> Why did I come? <laughs> There's a few people crying because during the screening, <laughs> I attacked a few people. <laughs> That's a different reason, but still crying. <laughs> yeah, I think like we just try and say, like, look, this is kind of how life is. We put more plot in it definitely more plot than party stories Mm. more plot than a Richard Linklater movie but it's still very very grounded like you said we don't try and give you an opinion on a lot but I think through your experiences that will inform the way you see the movie and you'll be able to connect to something in there whether it's you know the A story the B story even the C story there's a lot of a lot of it's very universal yeah yeah I, I like my opinion on like plot and stuff is honestly like I, I'm not I'm never thinking about like 
plot in that kind of way. Mm. I'm always thinking about a character and and putting them in situations, and naturally, just kind of a, a storyline develops from that. And even with this movie, I I don't think necessarily we're like, what's the plot? We're more like, what should these characters do? Yeah. And that kind of just led to like moments and, and you know. Yeah, totally. Like we knew the the beginning. Like it's no secret. This is a love story. Two people are going to meet. They're going to hit it off. They're really going to start falling for each other. And then we knew how it ended. Yeah. And we knew we had the device of when these two characters meet, it's very obvious that they're going to hit it off. But we're also right away going to say, this isn't supposed to last forever. And then the hopefully the emotional journey that the audience will go through is rooting for it to last forever while still having that in the back of their mind that this isn't supposed to so in the end is it going to work out or not so we knew we had that and then from there i think it was actually fairly easy to come up with all the scenarios and everything like we just talked very realistically about you know what's love like like what's dating like in this day and age we tried to make it very today yeah like the film is very contemporary like we're trying mm-hmm. to capture a moment in our time that that we're experiencing now mm-hmm. and hopefully people will watch it and be like oh I know what that feels like yeah and you know have some uh, have some comfort in knowing that there's something out there that, that they can relate to as opposed to just being like you're an idiot for doing this because like <laughs> no one wants to feel that way when they watch something but you know you might feel that too uh, I don't know. I know what your problems are. <laughs> don't take it out on our movie. Um, yeah, that that was like a big part of the the process is how do we capture something that feels authentic mm. and and kind of tells you the story um, in a, in a very unbiased way. Mm. Uh, and we talked so much about human behavior and how people yeah. react with each other when they're falling in love and when they're going through like denial and, and regret and, mm-hmm. and t- sometimes feelings of shame which they are in the film and, yep. and I think it was difficult because like very easily you can just go into the typical kind of um, outcome for characters mm-hmm. but we went in the complete opposite direction and said what's very difficult to do but at the same time kind of rewarding in its own way mm-hmm. and I remember there were lots of moments in the film where during the screening people were like ah oh, that idiot or they were just, <laughs> you know they just like they were really like feeling one way or the other which is like what you want from any experience you want people to really feel like they're moved by a moment or like it kind of like gets them going in a certain way yeah I think like <clears throat> I didn't watch full screening of this movie. I was kind of coming in and out, but I was always listening to the room and Mm. trying to feel what they were feeling. And I think, well, tell me from your perspective, because you were in the room watching the entire thing. I think we were successful in taking people on a roller coaster of emotion kind of thing. That was another movie named Roller Coaster of Emotion. No, it was not. And that was shut down. That was my idea. <laughs> did Still you actually pitch that one? Pretty sure I did. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I've never heard a movie called Roller Coaster of Emotion. So much emotion. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we really took people for a ride on this one. There was, 
you know, there's parts where people are laughing and having a good time, and then there's parts where you, I could just feel silence, and in multiple different ways, silence in just feeling for a character, silence for the the uptimes, the downtimes. Like I think we succeeded in getting something raw and heartfelt, and. My only thing that I'm going to hate about this and when it goes to film festivals is I know some people are going to call this a rom-com and I don't think it is. I hate rom-coms personally. I don't think it is. <laughs> but it was one thing that we talked about early on too. I remember I remember saying this is not a rom-com but when people fall in love, no one's ever fallen in love without laughing. So these characters have to make each other laugh. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's just kind of a given. Yeah. And just through that, like, well, that's romantic, and you're laughing. It must be a rom-com. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, even today, I don't really see a lot of, like, what people classically think of rom as rom-coms. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's define that real quick. The classic rom-com is... It's Maxie meet. McConaughey. No, yeah. no, totally. That's right. <laughs> they meet... They fall in love. Something to, bad happens. Yeah, and then they're like, oh no, I really did love you, and they end up together. It's formulaic. Hitch. Big time. I've never seen that one. It's pretty much the story. <laughs> it's a rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what you're getting into. And I think we... I was talking to one producer about this, and I told him just what I said there. I'm like, this isn't a rom-com, but I know it's going to get compared to that. Mm-hmm. I gave him the script, and he called me, and he's like, you know, you say this isn't a rom-com, but you set it up just like a rom-com I'm like you mean in the sense that two people meet and have fun it's like yeah and I'm like you're not going to be working on this movie (laughs) I mean the best way to say it I think would be it's the anti-rom-com rom-com if that makes sense yeah and I I think like nowadays like we can redefine what a genre is Mm because film is changing so maybe this is the new rom-com that'd be pretty great there's romance and comedy but it's not going to do the necessary um, steps that were in every rom-com before we can kind of change it and I think one of the big things for your classic rom-com is like the only thing it makes you feel is like oh that was cute yeah that's it you know and like I like we were just saying ours is much more of a a roller coaster more human so it takes you through a lot more than just oh isn't that a nice movie I think (laughs) even at the end of the movie when you're seeing the last sequence and and you finish it it kind of takes you in a weird place Mm. and it becomes very silent and contemplative and kind of serene and what I think the sentiment in the room like we kind of equally hit people in a very similar kind of way because as soon as the movie ended everyone kind of turned to each other and was like let's talk about the movie we just watched mm. and and everyone was like you know it made them feel something but it wasn't like I'm happy or I'm sad it was kind of like I feel like I need to think it's a rainbow of emotion a roller coaster of emotion. <laughs> yes um, but you know that that was the idea like it was very calculated I remember we we're talking about the ending and there's a scene where the character gets out of bed and at one point it looks like he might have smiled and I was like we can't have that he can't look like he smiled <laughs> and it was so important to me but you know we, we kept it the way where it was more neutral coverage yeah and and we you know made little tweaks to the ending and hmm. and had like that last shot play longer and yeah and have little these little moments that really felt like they coalesced into this big 
final um, feeling that that we're aiming for at the end of the movie, which is something we talked about from the very beginning. We don't want it to end the way movies normally end. Yeah. Um, and I think we accomplished that. Yeah. Yep. It. Like. I know. People. Actually, let me rephrase this. We wanted it to end the way life is. Mm. And I think we got that to a large degree. It's really hard to talk about without just like, here's how the movie ends. Exactly. <laughs> it is very human. It's very lifelike. And I think that's what gives it its spirit. I think yeah. if we didn't have that, there wouldn't have been people laughing and crying and, and cheering. Um, so yeah, based where you were sitting, because you were in the, the screening the entire time, Yeah. what was your inter- interpretation of how people received the movie? I think it was very... I mean, there's this tiny bias in that everyone there worked on the film. Totally, totally. And a lot of them were in the film. Mm-hmm. So automatically they're kind of like, yeah, we did it. Mm-hmm. But I think if we made a really bad film, they would have yeah. been like, cool. <laughs> you can tell when you've made something that people aren't connecting to yeah. as well. Because you're just kind of sitting there and you're like, you can feel no one's feeling anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like in this room, people were like really into it. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of laughs. Um, Pretty much right off the bat, too. Yeah, like yeah. It, I think for the most part we got a lot of good responses, and you know there are scenes where like a character that wasn't super liked was there, and people were like, "Ah, oh, how could you do that to him?" <laughs> and then I would hit them and be like, "We're watching a movie," but they they responded really well to it, and yes, they were in the film, but they were so proud of it by the time it was finished. They're like, yeah. "I can't believe we made that." Yeah. And we we had a big party afterwards. We got a, a bunch of kegs of beer. Everyone got fairly intoxicated, and they, they were coming up to me after and being like, "Man, I was hoping this was going to turn out well, but it really turned out well." <laughs> and when you get people that drunk and they're still doing it, it's like, okay, based off the reaction during the movie and you doing that, you really dug this movie. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a good reception all around. Yeah. At no point did someone come up to me like, "You really, you really fucked this one up, man." <laughs> I mean, I went into the washroom and said that to myself, <laughs> but that doesn't count because I'm me. But everyone else was like, "Yeah, I really like this one." Yeah. yeah, it turned out all right. So you know, we're we're really proud of the work and we're excited for it to to go out there and for people to watch it. Yeah, and I think I think that's really all I'd want out of this is that I just want people to watch and be like, "Wow, that's really good." Yep, and and enjoy the the kind of journey that we've let them go on because we're not, I don't think, pulling people by the neck and and expecting them to like feel something. We just kind of let the film do what it should. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What else should we say about the the movie? Because this is you know the announcement episode. Let's bullet point it. It is a love story, not a rom-com. Mm-hmm. The anti-rom-com rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> called What We Don't Say. Yeah. Uh, there's three main storylines in it. Um, I don't want to give too much away. You're going to see a trailer. Pretty soon. Pretty soon. I would yeah. say 
Probably about the time this episode comes out, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have all those Q&A episodes. Does those go after this one? Yeah, we can decide that later. Sure. Yeah. But right now we're... What are, what's the date? April 28th. I bet you mid to end of May. That's pretty safe to say. Yeah, trailer, this episode. So you'll be seeing a lot about it. We have tons of Q&As and interviews and I was even well I'm going to talk to you after this but uh, I was thinking of just releasing like certain scenes from the movie too mm-hmm. you know not the ending <laughs> we only put out one scene and it was the last he <laughs> was like well that was a nice ending I'm not going to watch the movie but <laughs> yeah there'll be a lot of promotional material coming your way Oh yeah, we had a we had a great music from a Vancouver band too. Yeah, her brothers did the main score for it. They did a really good job. Yeah, yeah, they ended up creating this like electronic folk score, which fits the movie very yeah, nicely. It it works really really well. And then we had another composer, Pat Boudreau, do the. There's a cartoon in the movie. Mm-hmm. So he scored the cartoon. And yeah, there's a lot of really good music in the movie. Yeah. Like, every bit of it. I made it. the credits music. Latif did make the credits music. That but fit really well, too. One of the actors did a song for a scene at the beach. Yeah, Diego. Everyone loved that moment in the movie, so. Yeah, I think that's one of my job. favorites. That whole beach sequence is. What, that or yeah. the carnival? Which is better? One. Yeah, which one did you like better? Oh, man. Because people, I remember people after the movie were like, man, that. That fair sequence was awesome. The fair sequence is pretty... Pretty damn good. Yeah, like, I don't know if I would change a frame of that. It's really funny, too. Yeah, it that one checked all the boxes. I mean, the beach was pretty damn good, too. But the fair is probably a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a little more lively, I think, too. It is. It was easier... Strangely easier to shoot, yeah, too. Yeah, it was. It was a lot easier to shoot, but it looks bigger just because there's yeah. so much production value. The beach we had... The beach was hard to shoot. It was very hard to shoot, yeah. We did it so quick, too. I mean, the whole movie we shot in eight days. We did. Which is insane, and it's a 93-minute movie. I know. I mean, the beach was a little worrying because, like, we're like, all right, it's summer. Mm-hmm. We're going to go shoot on the beach. Literally, the middle of summer. I think the beach day was, like, June 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right before. It's beautiful, though. You know, we picked the perfect day, mm-hmm. which turned out to work really well for us. Yep. But, you know, no gear. And then I'm like, hey, let's walk like a mile into the beach. <laughs> Everyone grab a sea stand and some sand pads. But we really needed those. I think without, like, that little bit of grip equipment, it would have looked drastically different. Yeah, it, it really does look fantastic. It did limit the shots we were going to do, though. True. Like, I remember when we first... Not first, but when we were prepping that scene before we shot, we were going to do the whole thing in a sequence shot. Yeah. It's just, I remember the chief's like, dude, we don't have the gear for that. Can't do that. <laughs> say it like that. No, but I... I was louder. <laughs> <laughs> and cutting it up worked really well, too. But, yeah, to where they sit down and meet everyone. Yeah, that would have been like a four-minute sequence shot. Yeah, because, like, we initially talked about, like, doing this tracking shot, and I was like, oh, the sun is pretty high in the sky. Yeah, that's what really made us chop it up. Yeah, because, like, when when it's like that, it's going to be pretty 
pretty hard on the actors like it's gonna hit them you know and it's not gonna be soft and kind of like beauty beautiful looking like you want it to be mm. um so you know we did all the talking stuff when the sun was a little higher where they weren't moving so much so we could kind of shape the light and i i literally had like two seat stands and a couple sandbags two floppies and a silk reflector and disc I think. and a reflector disc yeah and then that's what we had to use and a camera a camera tripod. <laughs> uh, but then you know when the sun got a little lower to like sunset when it's got that kind yeah. of nicer sidey light that's when we let them run around and stuff yeah and that ended up looking a lot nicer yeah it looks beautiful but you know the sun's dipping and we're like we don't want it to go we want to get all the sequences so shot all the talking stuff right before the sun was dipping mm-hmm. as it went down then like, it was playtime quick run <laughs> got all the stuff and by the you know we did it pretty fast by the time we were leaving there was still light mm-hmm. but we'd exhausted all we wanted to shoot so we're like yeah might yeah. as well just get back before it gets dark yeah so. totally you know, we should tough. talk more about that day um, Yeah. in another episode, because there's a lot to learn from that day. Yeah. Uh, we shot at this beach, um, and <laughs> do you remember when the cops showed up? Yeah. Yeah, so in Canada, eh, we have these cops called RCMP, which are kind of like the mega cops. Yeah. <laughs> They're really big. Yeah. They're like seven feet tall. Yeah, robotically enhanced. But anyways, we're shooting on the beach. This is before we made the long trek down, the mile walk, as Latif just called it. Um, we shot a little scene. We had, like, flags and everything up. Of course, we don't have a permit. We don't have money for that. <laughs> and I remember Oliver came over to me. He's like, hey, man, has anyone talked to you yet? What do you mean? It's like, cops are here. Ah, oh, this is the last day of shooting. We can't get shut down right now. And he was like, what do you want to do? I was like... Let's just pretend like we're not doing anything. See if that works. So we're just kind of looking over. They're looking at us. Just looking. And then they just drove away. Yeah. <laughs> and they never came back. I don't know if it was divine intervention or what, but thank God that happened. Because <laughs> that would have screwed our day up completely. Yeah, we were only like an hour into the day at that point. Yeah. So yeah, if you're going to gorilla shoot and not get permits sometimes the cops show up and even rarer than that they just leave for some reason <laughs> for no reason raisin at all for no raisin all right so yeah uh we just made a new movie it's called what we don't say it is the anti-rom-com rom-com and there's gonna be a lot of info coming your way soon we just started applying to festivals the first day i think we submitted to 14 yeah it's a lot yeah and uh you know we've got a lot of behind the scenes and we can grab some stills and mm. I think it'd be cool to talk about like uh if we you know take we take a scene from the coffee shop yeah and we show some stills and be like this is how we did it and mm-hmm. we can talk about our, our little planning and our conversations about how we shot it yeah I think that'd be interesting for people no, I agree yeah. we're gonna do it cool but until then this is Filmcraft that's Latif. I'm Matt. It's brought to you by Pippa. Yeah. They just got bought out by another company, so I wonder if our sponsorship message is going to change. Which company? I don't know. I got an email and I read it and then I forgot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they're going to stay Pippa, but they're owned by someone else now. 
Well, we better sponsor us. Yeah. Or else. Pay us, too. I guess. That'd be cool. Yeah. But yeah, for now, it's brought to you by Pippa. Pippa.io. P-I-P-P-A dot I-O. It's our podcast hosting service, and it's cheap and awesome. Alright. Until next time. Guess we'll go watch that end game, whatever that is. Mm, no one cares about that one. I don't. I think it's gonna flop. Better. <laughs> It'll be the end.